0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. So beginnings today, beginning the journey today, I want to touch on something that showed up for me in my life, something that I came across and I felt like it was worth um, utilizing or worth connecting to as we began our podcast journey today. And it's the comment or the statement that most marathoners, people who are preparing for marathons, people who been able to succeed at marathons, half marathons for a variety of years or decades. And they did a study and what they were able to find is that most avid marathon runners suggest 10 slow miles per every one fast mile as you're preparing. So if you're a novice and your goal is to accomplish or your goal is to set your intentions on accomplishing a marathon you would find that most marathon runners will tell you as you're leading up to that um, due date or as you're preparing yourself for the race date you want to kind of approach it through um, through the lens of being intentional about keeping a steady slow pace for 10 miles but incorporating one fast mile in between the 10 or after accomplishing the 10. And the reason why I thought that was important, not because i personally, myself, have accomplished um, several half marathons in a marathon, the reason why I thought it was so important and worth connecting to today is that I think what we fail to realize is that no matter what space you're in, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you want to create for your life, no matter what those next steps look like, no matter what when you see yourself performing at the level that you're desiring for yourself, whether it be for your career, um, whether it be in your relationship, whether it be in your community or your relationship to others, whether it be in pursuing your passion and purpose. As you get closer to that outcome or as you get closer to that target, I think a lot of times we get so fixated on success or increased performance being a direct effect to what we're applying you know we apply a lot to this endeavor and we would assume that we're always going to get the ample amount if not a balanced return in that of that effort and I think a lot of times what I try to tell athletes or try to tell anyone that I work with is that you have to look at success and increase performance um in in the lens through the lens of it being more more of a sporadic spurts than a continuation or continual increase all the time i think there's going to be times where you feel like you're taking two steps forward and two steps back there's going to be times where you track 10 slow miles but then accomplish one incredibly fast mile do you have the ability within yourself to be able to discern what's showing up currently and connecting that to the overall goal, the overall growth that you have envisioned for yourself. Because a lot of times we get so fixated on that fast mile that when we show a slower pace, using the analogy of running the miles, we sit so much of effort and intensity and self-identity into the execution or how we felt on the slow miles that it starts to overshadow the entire experience. And we begin to begin to self-sabotage ourselves, so sort to of speak. So I thought about all the stuff that I wanted to share and how, um, what I thought, you know, what I wanted today's content to be about. And I just remember coming across that article on my way to work today. And I said, wow, you know, there may be someone who's on the receiving end of um, this audio that may need to be reminded that success in any area of life has its slow mouths, in connected or interwoven in with the fast miles so i encourage you to practice that same kindness and empathy as you're going on this journey with yourself to give yourself or allow yourself some room to see value in both the slow and the, in the fast um, to see value in those weeks where you feel like you can't do anything wrong those weeks where you feel like everything is flowing in harmony and Contrast those to the weeks where you feel like you're taking a step back. You're not doing the things that fill your cup. You're finding yourself running into resistance. You're succumbing to old, destructive habits. Understand that that's a part of the journey. That's a part of elevating your performance, elevating your life, elevating the vision you have for your life and for your family. It's, it's the both you know the way the, the wave comes in in order to go out again and back in and out right that's the flow that's the constant beauty but duality of life and seeking out um, whatever it is that inspires you or calls you um, to each day so I just thought it was important to touch on that because I you know whenever something resonates with me I assume that you know the universe is putting it where it is so that it could be helpful for anyone that may be listening. So today we want to talk about today we want to talk about the importance of keeping a game time journal. I call them game time journals. I call them performance journals. You can call them life journals. Um, they're an active part. They're an active tool in my coaching philosophy. I think regardless if I'm working with a professional athlete, if I'm working with um, a CEO, if I'm working with, doesn't matter where where they are in their lives or what they're or what they're seeking to uncover for their lives. Journals, writing things down, serve as a powerful tool to be able to help us shift and manifest those things that are important for us. And especially when you're dealing with an athlete, we as athletes can be so in our heads all the time. And we're so accustomed to adapting to the... Ego mindset of nothing else matters when we're in that performance. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't matter what challenges I think I or what challenges are showing up for me. It doesn't matter the stress that I'm feeling because of the weight of the season, um, because of the responsibility that's been placed on me this year. Like, none of that matters. You should be able to zone out and focus on the task at hand, especially when you're performing at any level. And although there's a Although there's a lot of power and truth to that, I think a lot of times what gets overlooked is that by writing out and getting outside of those thoughts, the ever thinking, the ever ever judging, evaluating logic brain or logic mind, we're able to step more into creativity. And I think the thing about creativity, you don't hear it, you don't hear it mentioned often, but the, the powerful thing about creativity is I believe creativity is probably one of the most important aspects when you think about creating or manifesting anything that you want in life that's different than where you currently are, right? Again, it doesn't matter if it's a professional sport, it doesn't matter if it's a career, if you wanna see yourself being successful and taking yourself or taking your performance to the next level, you have to be creative in how you envision and how you use that imagination in order to see it. If you can't imagine it for yourself, if you can't see it for yourself, then you're gonna be hindered in your belief of it. And if you're hindered in your belief of it, the chance that you would actually start working towards improving yourself to that capacity or becoming a better athlete in that way or becoming a better performer in that way um, is a long shot. So what we first have to do is we have to understand that creativity and imagination Are the are the vehicles that drive your ability to be able to visualize that which you want to create. And if you're listening to this podcast or if you're anywhere in your life where you're not, you may not necessarily feel as if you're awful where you are, but you know, there's something more. There's you know that there's something more you can get from your game. You know, there's something more that you can get from your career, from your relationship, from your life in general. You know, in absence of being able to tap into that creativity so you can envision that which you're drawn to, see yourself in those experiences that you're drawn to, see yourself performing or playing at a consistent level that you're drawn to, you first have to be able to Visualize it. You first have to be able to allow your imagination and creativity um, to set the stage for that belief. And once that belief is rooted um, in that idea or in that vision, then the how shows up. The synchronicity of opportunities shows up. The output, the feedback that you're getting will start feeding back and showing up in ways that celebrate and, and acknowledge the effort and the growth. And I think. There's not a tool that's more capable of allowing us to shift into that creativity and to shut off that logic sensor aspect of our brain, to tap into that creativity and bleed it into our new um, expectations or the new levels that we have for our game or for our lives or or our performance, than that of being able to keep an active journal. Now, again, you can title whatever name you want to title to it, but I wanted to, talk a little bit about why I felt like, other than that, why I felt like it's so important. I mean, I get so many people who are always telling me, you know, Fahim, why is it so important for us to write things down? Why, you know, is it just as effective as if I type it down? Is it something that I have to do continuously? Or is it something that I can do sporadically whenever I feel like I have time? You know, and I always tell, you know, my athletes, the reason why it's so important, and I, I read it once where it said, uh, a famous coach was saying, writing your thoughts down are important because it helps you get to the other side of those thoughts. And I could not agree more. Um, like I said, there's, we're always operating consistently from the logic aspect of the logic side of our brain. And when, we're, and when we're operating from that space, whether it's how we perform on the field or on the court or whether how we perform in our lives, we have to understand what that usually entails. So some of the things that your logic brain, or when you're viewing things or assessing things logically, a few of the a few of the things that'll show up, we'll go through it a little bit here, is that when you're operating from that logic brain, you're operating from the western hemisphere of of, of your brain, and it thinks in neat linear fashion. So everything has a place, everything's neatly placed, everything's has a certain way in which it identifies and how it looks, you know. As your logic brain perceives the world according to known categories. So your logic brain is always surveying the landscape of the world and it's associating meaning based off of what it already knows, what it already feels pretty confident and assured that it's that it understands. So this logic brain of yours is is perceiving um as it's perceiving things that it comes across in the world, like if it sees a horse, it sees a horse in certain ways and combination of animal parts. If it comes across a forest in the fall, then it automatically can identify and look for certain aspects of what a forest will look like in fall, right? The changes of color tone from orange to, to green, to yellow, to gold. Your logic brain was also our survival brain, right? It's our survival brain, when you look back throughout human history, you know, it's the aspect of our brain or our thinking that always kept us in in, in environments where we cultivated the communities and put ourselves in situations to, um, to, to circum the weather, the conditions, our environment as hostile as it was at times. Although we're shifting into this new um, aspect of our humanity certain challenges and things may not be as prevalent as it was obviously may not are not for sure as prevalent in some regards as it was back then but that logic brain was something that was constantly operating and, and and evaluating what showed up in our lives and it's very important and it plays a very important role the the challenge that we have with that logic aspect of our brain that's always engaged it undoubtedly acknowledges or associates anything that's unknown, it perceives it as being wrong or dangerous. Anything that's unknown, it perceives it as being wrong or dangerous. So if you have an athlete or if you have an individual who's looking to incorporate certain philosophies or techniques or even go against the current belief, patterns or systems that they may have or hold about themselves, this logical, this logic brain of yours when it shows up and when you start seeing things and viewing yourself differently or viewing opportunities differently or seeing yourself being able to expand upon what your um what your previous self-image was that logic brain is going to see it as it being problematic it's going to see it as something that's more of a threat than anything else so what begins to happen is that as soon as you're trying to shift into this new way of thinking this new way of associating not only your belief in yourself, but how these tools and exercises and and information can be applied to your life to start making things um, look different or create different experiences for you to be a part of or using certain aspects of what we're coaching through together to help level up your game or your performance in that regard, because there are coming in that because they're so unknown and foreign to you initially, what begins to happen is that logic side of your brain starts to try to, not disrupt, but completely, completely tear away any opportunities that these new, ideals, these new philosophies, these new belief patterns, any value or any power that they tend to lean towards being able to crowd into your life, that logic brain begins to judge it, tell you why it's not gonna work, look to find flaws or fault in the logic of it. It begins to start creating an opportunity for what I call the sensor. So the sensor is that aspect of the logic brain That when it views something new and foreign, it begins to start censoring certain aspects of what it's willing to take in and what it wants you to do away with. And chances are, more time than not, you're going to cut away a lot of what the value or the meat of what these new things or new belief patterns or new techniques or new tools or new ideas that you're trying to crowd into your life so that it can ultimately impact and help improve um, the quality of your life, the quality of your performance. When your logic brain is controlling that sensor, you stand more of a, you stand more of, you have more of a tendency of missing out on or not solely believing in that which could lead to the best or to the most benefit of your life and and the most benefit of the performance that you're hoping to get out of your game. So I think, the reason why I know, the reason why writing things out as, slop, as sloppy as it may seem or, you know, or as fragmented as the sentences may be, it's less about the perfection of writing and it's more about allowing you to shift into your artistic brain. Shift into the aspect of your brain that leaves room for creativity and imagination and visualization and new belief. The process of writing is so important in that regard. And it helps you and it helps you do that by writing out a lot of the writing up, writing out a lot of the things that show up in your writing um, as that sensory logic brain begins to start thinking on how to corrupt or how to discredit what it is that you're trying to achieve. So when you're writing these things out and that's why I think it's so important when you begin writing these things out, you can see it. You can take kind of, you can take a step back. You can levitate, see yourself away from the experience, and then when those things show up, you get an opportunity to connect with those, um, those, those, those limited beliefs or those statements that are showing up. You're able to see them for what they are. So the powerful thing about the artistic brain or our artistic brain—I'll call it our creative brain—is that it's where magic happens. It's our inventor, it's our inner child, it's that light that we have within us that's compelling us to, to think or to see ourselves performing or living a life that's more connected to our authenticity or to project us to where we want the outcome of our lives to be. Our creative and our artistic mind leaves space for that. You know, it's, 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 it's also titled our holistic brain, right? So it's the brain that we have that's connected more to our authenticity before we crowd in all the shouldas, couldas, and why it can't. And the reason, why, the reason why that's so important whenever you're dealing with anyone that wants to improve their performance is that what you have to understand is that if you're starting on this journey, those same logic, those same sensory things that you have that come up for you in every aspect of your life, maybe in a different form, maybe said differently or worded differently, will serve as a way of preventing you from being successful in this endeavor as well. So by writing out or keeping an active soccer journal, performance journal, life journal, what you're giving yourself is an opportunity to get clear about what some of those voices are, what what some of those beliefs are, what are some of those damaging thoughts, destructive thoughts that crowd into your mind, what are they? And you may be thinking on the other end, okay. Well, what's the, you know, what's the benefit or what's the significance or meaning of learning what those things may be? Okay, maybe it is. I'll never be, um, I'll never get any faster. I'll never be a starter. I'll never win, you know, a title as a player. I'll never, you know, I'll never, uh, I'll never allow myself to get to the level that I want to, as from a performance standpoint. So what? So now I identify what those thoughts are. I don't need to necessarily write these things down daily for me to understand what they are, because you know I've been living with them all my life. So then, what now, Fahim? And the reason why, again, what I what I connect to with that is, you know, if we're able to write them down and connect to them, what we're able to do then is do something that you know to do something that I call like a, a time machine. So how a time machine works? And this is an exercise that I would encourage you to do at home. When you're doing your your journaling, I always say it's best to do it in the morning when you're fresh and you're not and the day doesn't begin to start crowding in some of those same fears, beliefs, concerns, anxieties. You know, do it prior to you meeting the day. But whatever it is, you do it. When you're writing these things out, and they could be in a lot of in a lot of ways, it could relate to the specific Thing that you're going on this program journey with. It could be only writing things that are pertinent to your soccer performance or your basketball performance or your whatever it is. But it's all, it's all inter- intertwined, it's all connected. And I always say go into it not judging or not trying to limit any form of expression. Write whatever comes to mind. But when you when you're aware of what's showing up for you and you write it down, The next step is to go into the time machine. Now, the time machine is something that I like to I forget when it was passed to me um, or when I came across it. But it's something that I like to use that allows you to start looking at your life in increments of five years. So if I were to say, I, Fahim Mujahid, my goal for stepping up my life or my goal for increasing my performance or seeing myself the way in in which I want to view myself or see myself in the future and having this impact and traveling the world and inspiring people through different platforms. If I want to see myself in that space, if that's a part of the vision that I'm working towards, that voice in my head that says, I'll never be good enough, that voice in my head that says, who am I to think that this is even possible? The voice in my head that says, you know, don't rock the boat. You already have enough to be happy. Just be happy with what you have. The time machine allows me to go back into my life in increments of five five years to come in connection with where that might have been given to me, whether it was said, whether it was something that I perceived in my environment, um, whether it was a relationship that I have with someone that I've trusted or someone that means the world to me, that I misinterpret something that he or she said. So what you want to do is you want to use this time machine as an opportunity to kind of go back throughout your life, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and see as you're writing these things out in your journal, as you're seeing these things show up consistently throughout your life, um, if you're not good enough to do this, the chances are no matter what you try to pursue in your life, there's going to be that same voice that says you're not good enough to do that. So go through your time machine and figure out where you can get clarity on associating that belief. When was that belief given to you? And I know it may take a lot of time and it's courageous work to do, and I know it may, be, it may bring up a lot of um, unwanted emotions, it may bring up a lot of anxiety, it may bring up a lot of, you know, maybe it's some thoughts in there subconsciously that you suppress so long that you don't <clears throat> wanna go back and meet. You don't wanna go back and explore where you might've picked that up. But it's only till we it's only till we get clear about where those things were given to us that we can expose it to to daylight, and we can replace it with something more powerful and and something that's true to where you are at right now, and it's something that you're not carrying because it was a gift that was given to you. So the reason why, the reason why journaling is so important, or keeping a writing log is so important, is that it allows you to a, a space to be able to express yourself as you're going through this journey called life. But it also makes clear an opportunity for you to speak life or speak clarity into those thoughts of limited belief or those comments um, or those challenges or those statements um, that are destructive that you constantly pour into yourself or say about yourself. It leaves room for you to be able to see them for what they are. And then when you see them for what they are, then it's your opportunity to start doing the extra work of figuring out, okay, where does that, where did I pick that up along my journey? along my however many years, where did that become true? Where did I take that hook, line, and sinker and assume that to be true? You know, like I said, they say that the way the human mind works and how we identify and how we step into who we believe ourselves to be, 85 to 90% of that story is being created or not, is already rooted by the age of six. So when you look at your life, when you look at how you're performing now as an athlete, when you look at how you're performing in your profession, how you're performing your relationship, a lot of that resistance that you're running into when you say, okay, well, I'll never be able to be good at this, or there's just no point, this is pointless, um, we'll never be, but so good. As much as you may identify that as being your authentic truth, the reality is, is that there's probably aspects of that mindset. There's aspects of that identity that was given to you and wasn't chosen. But until we get clear through using tools and techniques, such as journaling and writing things down, until we get clarity, we can't really know what to what to put energy towards. So that's the challenge and I encourage you guys to do it. And And I hope that you find, I hope you find it helpful. Um, I know it's been helpful for me and many athletes and many clients and it's a practice that I do daily. Um, and I hope it can be of service. All right guys, cheers. Hey, guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach. But more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all